know, I, I believe, and I always have believed that music just before preaching, I don't care who's doing the preaching, is important. I already feel better. Amen. <laughs> I just love to sing. I can't do it, but I love to do it. But uh, tonight I want to talk to you about something, if I can, please. And uh, Psalms 1. Psalms 1. I want to read it. Uh, the first three verses. And then find Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 with Psalms 1. Verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Let's read the rest of it. Now he turned it over on the other side. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Notice now, in the first three verses, he's talking about the blessed man. How to be blessed of the Lord. And he said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Delight thyself in the law of the Lord. In other words, love the Lord. Stay away from evil people and evil things. Now get over Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. Not that I speak in respect to want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few moments that you'll teach us, Lord, your ways are better than the world's ways. And if we're going to be blessed, we must do what you tell us to do. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe the things you learn molds your character. And I believe character is everything in life. Uh, if you want to be a person uh, that the Lord respects and you want to learn to do right then, a person by nature does wrong things. Now, but he has, if you want to do what is right, you have to learn to do that, to practice, and to practice to doing right. I know that playing the piano, I, I tried it. And I had a music teacher, and she worked with me a few days, and she said, just stick to preaching the piano playing along. You know why? She said, because you're not going to practice. I want to learn to play my guitar. I got a very expensive guitar. In fact, I got three of them. And I can, I can chord a little bit, and I sit around sometime after my wife's gone to bed, and all the birds are going to bed and everything else, and I try to play my guitar a little bit by myself, and uh, but I won't practice. If you're going to learn to play something like a piano or a guitar, I've learned one thing. You've got to practice. Well, if you want the right kind of character, 
there is some things that you're going to have to practice doing every day of your life until it comes natural to doing it. Have you ever watched someone like Mrs. Harden play the piano or Cheryl, my daughter, play the piano or a great pianist play the piano? They don't look down and find the keys and say, wait a minute, i got to hit that key, and i got to hit that key. It's automatic. They just go right to what to do. You know why? Because they practice it so much that it's in the character of them, and they go, it just automatically happens. Now, character is molded. And God says you can mold your character by what you practice. And then, then when it comes time to you for a character to show out of you, you subconsciously do that which your character is molded to do. Now, when doing right gets into the subconscious, you don't have to stop and say, I will do right. You'll just automatically do it. Now, I want to give you some things that a Christian has to get into his conscious or his character. A Christian ought to learn to put things in his character so he will subconsciously do that or what is right to do. Five most important things I've learned over here, and I want you to look at this verse now, Philippians 4 and verse 11. Paul said, I have learned. Do you see that word? I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. You know, I know a lot of people ain't learned that. They have never learned to be content wherever state they're in. Why? They've not practiced it. They've not put it into their consciousness. First of all, I learned to work. Now, I know a lot of people don't think that's important, but that's very important. I thank God I had learned to work. Some, uh, uh, I, I came here, uh, I don't, I had people to come to me and sit down with me and they come to me and they say, uh, preacher, can you help me? And uh, you mentioned getting them a job. They're not interested in a job. They want a handout. And what I want to show you tonight, I thank God, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that I shined shoes on the streets of Sulphur Spring when I was just a little boy. And I could do it till I could make a little rag pop. Man, I'd get up there on the street. I'd shine shoes. I'd, what I, the reason I shine shoes, though, I shine to get a dime to go to the movies. Just as soon as I got a dime in that movie, I went. And then I'd get tore up for going because my daddy whipped me for going. But I thank God, I look back on it, and I thank God as a little boy, I shined shoes. And just when I was around 12, 13 years old, uh, we didn't have lawnmowers. And we had a sling to cut grass with. And that same motion, believe this or not, of, of slinging that sling is the same motion it's in golf. And I've never took a lesson in golf in my life, but I took a lesson and learned how to use that sling and cut grass. And I learned that when I started playing golf, I just naturally could hit the ball good. Why? Because it was built in me. That swing was there. Now, I thank God that my daddy never let me be a clock watcher. I mean, I know a lot of people today, they work for eight hours. And just as quick as that eight hours out of here, but it out of here. I went to, when I was in the mason business, I went in business for myself, first of all. And then uh, they offered me a job to go to MacDill Field, but if you worked out there, you had to be in the union. Well, if you work in the union, you go to work right on time at 8 o'clock in the morning, 
But at 3.30, now you're not supposed to get off till 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but at 3.30 everybody started cleaning up their tools and getting ready to go home. No, you don't go home till 4 o'clock. Amen? I couldn't get used to that to save my life. And I, I just believe with all my soul uh, that you ought to work or you don't eat. And the Bible makes that very plain. But I also thank God that my daddy taught me and put into my life uh, that we ought to work for what we get. Now, we're living in a day of, of overtime. We're living in a day people will walk off and leave a job half done. Now, I, I thank God if you, you stick around me long, you'll find out something. I want to stay till the work's done. I want to stay till it's done. You know, I, I was working with a guy one day, and, and honest to goodness, he would drive. I had him paint my uh, dock over the lake. Now listen to this. He'd drive all the way from Clearwater, all the way to Lake Wales, get out his paint stuff and everything, work a while, mount a bucket full of paint, and he'd come about 4 o'clock, he'd put it all, and drive all the way back. It took him an all a bit of two weeks to paint a dock. Now I got news for you. I'd rather paint the dock and stay there with it till dark and drive back and forth. It's just crazy what people do today when they call work. A young man I knew uh, said it, what it, he didn't know what it was uh, on Saturday morning to get up early and watch the sunrise. And I believe there's a lot of people today they think the sun just jump up. But I thank God that my daddy taught me to work early in the morning and work till sun goes down. Now, I thank God I learned to work because nobody has to follow around behind me and see what I'm if I'm doing it right or not or if I'm going to finish the job. Now, a lazy person isn't worth his salt. And I feel sorry for these people today who do nothing but watch TV and lay around. People fail today because they're lazy. They haven't learned to work. Now that's important. Now I want to show you something. That's important in your character. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says use the ant. Proverbs 6 verse 6. Go to the ant, the ant thy sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. You ever watch an ant work? They're never still. They're constantly going and getting stuff and carrying it back home. Constantly laying up and constantly working. And this country was founded on hard work. Back in the early days of this country, we had uh, some great Americans. We had some uh, decent, respectable, patriot Americans who loved God and the Bible and the flag and loved this nation. And they loved to work because they were taught to work. When I first came, moved to Tampa, uh, I went visiting back up home in Crestview, Florida, I went out on, my uncle was plying with an old plow out in the field, and I walked out there, I thought, well, he'll stop plying and talk to me, because I drove all the way from uh, Tampa back up to Crestview to see him, he didn't stop plying, he kept right on plying, and you want to talk to me, come on, walk along here with me, because I'm going to finish what I'm doing, and that's the way they were brought up. They were brought up to work. Now, let me tell you something, that most character. Alright? I learned to get things from God. Now listen to me. First of all, I thank God I learned to get salvation from God. 
Ezekiel 2, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For grace are you saved through faith, that now you said a gift of God. Amen? I learned I got my salvation from God. I thank God for Dr. John R. Rice. He gave me a book uh, right after I was saved, How to Get Your Prayers Answered from God. And the little book is called Asking and Receiving. If you've never gotten that little book, I challenge you to get it and read it. And he, he said, everybody's got a big to-do about prayer. He said, there ain't nothing in the world that's prayer but asking and receiving. That's what prayer is. I think God, Brother Roy, gave me a verse of Scripture years ago to help me. Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Now listen, I'm talking about getting things from God. What that verse means is, if you stray, if you stay right with God, and God, anything you ask for God, God will see to you that you get it. Now I learn. I think God, I learned if I want a big bass when I'm fishing, pray for one. If I want a big deer when I'm hunting, pray for one. If I want a certain job, pray for one. If I want somebody to be healed or somebody to get saved, pray for that. I could spend all day telling you how I've learned to get things from God, and I've got them. John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, if God said it, I believe it. Amen? And I believe the reason so many people, God's people are in need today is because they haven't learned how to get things from God. It's not the church that's supposed to help you. It's not the country that's supposed to help you. It's God that's supposed to take care of us. Amen? And so if I want something, I go to my God first. And I pray to God say, Lord, help me get it. And you know, He never let me down. Anything that I needed, not what I wanted all the time, but I do know this, I claim His Word. He said, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. And He'll give you desires of your heart. You know what I mean? Just ask Him. Just asking and receiving. That's prayer. I learned to give when I got. Now let me read you just a verse of Scripture. I want to show you something if I can for just a minute. And people read this. They take this wrong. But here's one of the sweetest uh, chapters in the Bible uh, how to get things from God. In 1 Kings uh, chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. And I want to read a little bit to you. Now beginning... In verse 8. 1 Kings chapter uh, 17 and verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me. I pray thee a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. <coughs> and behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. 
<laughs> but make me thereof a little cake first. And he brought it unto me, and after, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> after made for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, unto the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Now I want to show you something. How did this woman get this oil? How did she get sustained by this oil? She first gave, and then she received. Did you notice that? You know what most people want to do? I want to hoard everything up. I want to get everything I get and just hoard it up because of a rainy day. One day I'm going to have a terrible day, and I'm going to need everything I got. Now I want to show you something. Here's a principle with God. When you learn to give first, then God will never let you go without. In fact, your barrel will never run out. Your tithe, your talent, your life, all you have, God will multiply. And I thank God I've learned to give. And when I was a young Christian man, I learned to give. And ever since, God has blessed me because I practiced that. That's built in me. It's just in my character to give first. And then God blesses you, and you'll never run out. I learned how to prosper. Now I want you to look at Psalm back before we started. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now I think God I've learned these five things in these verses when I was a young Christian. God promised to bless or prosper the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly. That means stay away from ungodly people, period. Amen. Number two. He said, I'll bless the man who standeth not in the way of sinners. In other words, don't keep anybody from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be sure you live a godly life before somebody, that somebody don't say, you're a hypocrite, and if your God is, uh, that's the kind of God you got, I don't want him. No, I want somebody to know my God a good God. Amen? Amen. Don't stand in the way of sinner. The men, he said, I'll bless the man who sitteth not in the seat of the scornful. You know what that means? Don't stand around and let somebody scorn somebody else and listen to them and become part of it. He said, I'll bless the man who will delight in the law of the Lord. In other words, do you love this book? Do you love the Bible? Whatever God says, do you love it? You delight in it. And then he said, uh, he'll bless the man who will meditate in God's day, word day and night. Now let me show you something. Do you ever get tired uh, just working or whatever, and you come home, sit down, and something says to you, why don't you read a little bit of the Bible? Well, I'm so tired I can't. It didn't say that you got to read all the Bible. It said you got to read it and meditate in it. I started reading the Bible through, and it took me all this time just to get to Ezekiel. You know why? I'll be reading it along, and something I'll see something, and I'll say, 
man, I got to see more of that. And I'll go back, and here I come again. And I'll read that same verse, I don't know how many times, before I get it and go on from there. That's meditating in the Word of God. And the Bible says, blessed is man. They don't just read the Bible, but will meditate in it. Want to know what God's got for you in it? God said He'll bless you. And I've learned God will bless and prosper that kind of person. You can go to all the Carnegie courses you want to. I'll just take what God says. And I guarantee you I'll be blessed of God. You can blame all your failures on everything and everybody you want to. But really, you don't prosper because you will not do the good things that God has told you to do. And then I learned to love. No person really knows how to love until they get saved. The experiences I've had with God's people since I've been saved have taught me how to love. I just love people. I love to laugh with God's people. I love to cry with God's people. I love to rejoice with God's people. I like to mourn with God's people. Jesus, I believe, is the greatest teacher in the world on how to love. And the Bible says He came in this world to love the whole world. Then to realize God so loved me that He gave His Son for me. I must in return love all He is and all that He has created. I was going with a former preacher of mine who was going to a lake fishing one morning. We'd come over this hill. And I never will forget it. I was riding along, we were just talking, and the sun was coming up, and there was a mist on the field. And this, this dog fin looking stuff has a tassel on the top of it, and it's a pink, reddish looking in that sunlight. And that field just glowed. It looked like a field of gold to me. And I said, isn't that beautiful? He said, what? I said, that field out there. He said, Brother Strong, that ain't nothing but weeds. That ain't what I saw. I saw the hand of God. I saw something that just beautifully God had made. You ever been riding around on a lake in a big old lily field and that big old white lily sitting out there? And I mean, just something that God had made. And there he said it right out there in the field. And I just admire everything that God has made and I love everything that God has made and you better remember this. You might not be the best personality in the world, and I might get aggravated with you, but you better remember something. I'm a child of God, and you're a child of God. You may be, you've been made by God, and I've been made by God. And I've got to learn how to love you. And that takes a learning process. And it molds your character. Now listen to me. Have you ever learned to work? Have you ever learned to get things from God? Have you ever learned to give? Have you ever learned to prosper? Have you ever learned to love? These things tell what you are. And that's a Christian. Amen? And a Christian don't hesitate because it's in his character. You'll do these things because you're molded in them if you practice them. But you got to practice them every day. And when you do, then it's just like playing a piano. You don't look down to see the keys. You just do what's the Christian thing to do. Amen? And that's what I want to be. I want to be known as a Christian. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, when we say the word Christian, 
if we mean Christ-like. That's what the word Christian is. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name, teach us how to mold our character. Lord, I see so many people today that have a wicked character, just a vile character, and they don't even know the joy of the Lord and the joy of living. And I pray, dear God, that you'll teach each one of us to practice these things that's taught here in Psalms 1, that we might mold our character to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Play some for us.